Are you ready? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Around the CFL Podcast. Anthony is here with you and week one of the 2023 CFL season is officially over and today we're going to get to the scores and highlights, talk about some injuries, get to some news. We're also going to start our brand new power rankings and then we're going to look ahead to week two. So stick around, we'll be right back. Approaching the end zone, looking into the end zone, touchdown! Dominic Rhymes. Eight for eight, Vernon Adams. What a start for the Lions here in 2023. Week one kicked off on Thursday, June 8th with the BC Lions traveling to Calgary to face the Stampeders. The BC Lions came out on top 25-15. And some stats for the game, Jake Mayer looked kind of okay. He went 19 for 35, 160 yards with one TD and one interception. Kadeem Carey had seven rushes for 42 yards. Peyton Logan also had three for 34. While Trey Odom's Dukes had seven receptions for 75 yards and a touchdown. On the other side for the BC Lions, Vernon Adams Jr. had a fantastic start. He went eight for eight and a touchdown in the first series. He continued to put on the pressure going 27 for 35, 270 yards, two TDs, and he also did throw an interception as well. Mizzle had 12 carries for 81 yards. Vernon himself also had 10 carries for 35 yards on the ground. Dominic Rhymes continued his crushing work on the field. He had eight receptions for 100 yards and two touchdowns to start the season for the BC Lions. Bombers need seven. They'll take more for sure. Pressure coming. Polaris towards the end zone. Densky got it. Touchdown Winnipeg. second game of the season took us to Winnipeg where the visiting Hamilton Tiger Cats and the new look Bo Levi Mitchell went to take on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers took this one 42-31. Earlier in the game it looked like they were really taking control but Bo as Bo does started to come back and tried to fight and claw to get the W but unfortunately that didn't happen. Zach Caleros went 21 for 32, 354 yards with three touchdowns. Brady Oliveira was just a beast in the backfield, 22 carries for 118 yards. His longest was a 28-yard breakout, and he had a touchdown as well. Nick Dembski, 6 for 113 yards and a touchdown. While the CFL's 2022 Rookie of the Year, Dalton Schoen, had five catches for 60 yards as well. For Hamilton, Bo did not have the start to the season he was hoping for. 18 for 34, 187 yards, one touchdown, but he also threw two interceptions as well. Butler had 11 carries for 66 yards, and he got a touchdown too, but really none of the receivers were looking very strong for the Tiger Cats. Missed most of the season, came back late, in time for the playoffs. Second and long, deep ball caught. Austin Mack, one of the newcomers to that Alouette receiving court, takes it deep. Next up on Saturday, we had the Ottawa Red Blacks going out to Montreal to face the Alouettes. The Alouettes took this one in the Cody Fajardo debut game, 19-12, over the Ottawa Red Blacks, who were, of course, missing their starting quarterback, Jeremiah Masoli. In the game, the Montreal Alouettes 
had a decent pass. Cody Pajardo went 14 for 21, 261 yards. He did not throw a TD, but he also did not throw an interception. William Stanback came back with a 16 rushes for 42 yards after he had that really nasty injury last year. And even Just Run Antwi and Cody Fajardo himself were involved in the game as well. In for the receivers, uh, Mack had a huge game. Four catches, 120 yards. His longest was the one that you just heard. And he just kept right on through. For the Ottawa Redblacks, Nick Arbuckle did as Nick Arbuckle does. He went 19 for 35, only 176 yards, but he threw three interceptions. The run game really did not do a whole lot, and sadly, neither did the receiving game for the Redblacks as well. Gets his ball once again on the Edmonton 8 to start a drive, and he's going to look down the near sideline for Lewis, goes up and holds it in! Gino Lewis to the 40! Welcome to Edmonton, Geno Lewis. Sunday, June 11th, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders visited the Edmonton Elks. The Riders did come out on top of this game, 17-13, but it was a battle throughout. In the game, we saw Geno Lewis go for 92 yards into the house for the touchdown. Uh, Taylor Cornelius went 13 for 25, 202 yards, 1 TD, and 2 interceptions. And... Really, the biggest star of the game was Geno Lewis. Five receptions, 148, and the touchdown. On the other side, Trevor Harris had his debut for the Riders. He went 20 for 33, 179 with a touchdown and two interceptions as well. Jamal Morrow had 14 carries for 80 yards, but he did not get into the end zone at all either. And for the Riders, the ball was spread out. Sean Bain Jr. coming over from Calgary had a really great game. Six receptions, 36 yards. Uh, Wynicki had four receptions, 46 yards. And it was really just a really solid game for the Riders and the Elks. It was sad and a heartbreaker to see Edmonton lose again at home. But we'll see what happens when the next home game comes along for those Elks. After week one, there was some really weird injuries taking place around the league. Starting out, Stamp Peters star running back and 2022 uh, running back of the year, Kadeem Carey. He is ruled out of the Red Blocks game coming up with a toe injury. Then, of course, we also saw the Blue Bombers place Jeffcoat on the six-game injured list. And it was also updated later on, too, that Kadeem Carey was now on the six-game list as well. The Lions also ruled out Lucky Whitehead of their Week 2 clash against the Elks. The Rough Riders listed QB Trevor Harris as a game-time decision against the Blue Bombers as well. It was just a really weird week for that injury bug hitting around the CFL. We'll be right back, and we're going to get into some news. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Derek Bonecrusher Dennis here. Number 63, left tackle for the Calgary Stampeders. Just wanted to say what's up, and you're listening to Around the CFL Podcast. Four-time All-Star offensive lineman and one of the guys that I can consider one of my friends, guest on the podcast, and just an overall amazing human being, Derek Bonecrusher Dennis has announced his retirement from the Canadian Football League. 
The 34-year-old played 86 career regular season games as a member of the Calgary Stampeders, Saskatchewan Roughriders, and Edmonton Elks. He was named the league's most outstanding offensive lineman in 2016 and won a Grey Cup with the Stampeders in 2018, earning CFL All-Star honors twice and West Division All-Star honors four times. He was on his road to another All-Star campaign prior to his injury last year when he made 14 starts at left tackle, anchoring a unit that allowed a league-best 17 sacks and led the CFL with 135.3 rushing yards per game. He was named a CFL All-Star on the West Division and CFL League All-Star and earned Calgary's nomination for the league's Most Offensive Lineman Award. Derek, we wish you nothing but the best. We hope you have a wonderful post-career. Take care of that family, and we will see you down the road, my friend. Now we are starting something brand new to the podcast. We are starting the ATC, or around the CFL, podcast power rankings. So this is something that I'm going to be doing just for fun. It doesn't have any bearing whatsoever on anything, and this is literally just my opinion and my opinion alone. So we are starting out this week at number one. Just from what we saw this week, I saw the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, Number two, we are looking at the BC Lions. Number three, just because they are the reigning, defending, Grey Cup champion Toronto Argonauts, I put them at three, even though they had the bye week just because. Number four, we've got the Montreal Alouettes. Number five, I thought Saskatchewan did a really great job this week, so the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are sitting in fifth place. Number six, surprise to probably many, the Edmonton Elks. I thought Cornelius to Lewis, they really were getting something going there. Don't know if Cornelius is really definitely the guy there, but we're going to see what happens. Number seven, I thought Bo started out slow, but he did battle back. So seventh spot goes to the Hamilton Tiger Cats. And in a big surprise, even to myself, at number eight, I've got the Calgary Stampeders. Followed up at number 9 with, no surprise, the Ottawa Red Blacks. I would love to hear everyone's opinions on this. I would love to hear everyone message in, email in, let us know what you're thinking. And I would love to hear what your power rankings are. I am going to try to have these released on social medias on Wednesday. And then we will be talking to them on our Thursday episodes. Stick around, and now we are going to take a look at what is going to be Week 2. Week 2 kicks off tonight as of recording, or Thursday, June 15th, with the Calgary Stampeders flying out to Ottawa to take on the Red Blacks. Calgary definitely needs to have a bounce-back game this week, and Ottawa really needs to have a bounce-back game. Without Jeremiah Masoli at quarterback, I don't think Arbuckle really has anything that he's going to be able to do. I see Calgary taking this one, and hopefully Calgary can overcome some of those obstacles that they had last week against the BC Lions. Up after that on Friday, we've got Winnipeg flying out to Saskatchewan or busing, depending on how you look at it. And the Blue Bombers will be taking on the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Winnipeg is just too dominant, no matter what you say, no matter what's happening. Also, with Trevor Harris questionable to the start of the game, it's going to be a domination by the Bombers. Saturday, 
we see the Edmonton Elks taking on the BC Lions. Same thing as I just said. The BC Lions look absolutely incredible right now. Vernon Adams Jr., Dominic Rimes look fantastic. Mizzle looks really solid in the backfield. BC's defense looks great as well. As I said before, too, I don't know if Court Taylor Cornelius is the dude to take control in Edmonton. Geno Lewis can't just do it all by himself. Of course, they also have the Manny show there as well, and he was utilized last week. Still, it's going to be the Lions decimating the Edmonton Elks. On Sunday, we've got the reigning, defending Grey Cup champion, Chad Kelly's Toronto Argonauts, taking on Bo Levi Mitchell at home in Toronto. It's the Hamilton Tiger Cats, Toronto Argonauts. Let's go. I want to see this game. This is probably going to be the pick of the week for me. I think this is going to be a great game. I think Bo is going to be very angry. And when Bo gets angry, you don't want to see him when he's angry. Let's go, Bo. I still say Toronto's going to come out on top, but I think Hamilton has to start making me look good here because I did pick them to win the Grey Cup this year. I still pick Toronto over Hamilton, but this is going to be a great week of football. Let's see how this turns out. All right, that's all I got for you this week. As always, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Around the CFL Podcast. You can find us on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, iHeart, Google, Pandora, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. And please go ahead and leave us a five-star rating if you're really loving the show. As I mentioned before, too, please DM us, send us messages, send us emails. I want to hear from you all. The mailbag is officially back open again, and I look forward to hearing and seeing all of your comments. Well, that is it for us this week, and we'll see you later. (laughs) 